Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. So uh, today, I want to talk about, uh, I want to continue talking about excommunication a little bit in light of in light of uh, Archbishop Cordelione's, who is who is the Archbishop of San Francisco, his his statement um, banning the Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi from receiving communion in his diocese, um, which is which is uh, her home diocese. Um, <laughs> I found it quite ironic. So I had I had given uh, t- today is what is today's date? The twenty first of May, twenty uh, first of May, twenty twenty two, and I had. Uh, I had done just a short podcast uh, that had been three days ago on, let's see, on the 19th. So it was on Thursday. Today is Saturday. It was on Thursday, the 19th of April. <laughs> um, and this was, this was, the 19th was the day before Archbishop Cordelione went public with this ban on Nancy Pelosi, on, on her receiving communion. And I had said that I, I had thought Archbishop Cordelione had actually banned her at that point. Um, and then... <laughs> And then the next day, I open up my email and I get a newsletter from a Catholic news source, and um, it's stating that this had this had officially happened. Um, so I was actually quite surprised, and I found it quite timely um, that I had just been talking about this exact subject the night before. Um, and initially, when I heard about the ban of Nancy Pelosi, I, I, honestly, I, I rejoiced. I did. Um, I, I rejoiced. Not for the fact that she was getting banned from communion. Um, that that truly is a tragedy. Um, that it's it's a tragedy that that she has put herself in a situation claiming to be a faithful Catholic, publicly claiming to be a faithful Catholic, and also publicly uh, supporting <laughs> supporting uh, supporting abortion and, and a woman's right for an abortion, which is. Which is clearly against church teaching. It's a uh, abortion is a grave moral evil. The church has been incredibly clear about this throughout her entire history, um, going back even to the Didache, uh, which is the, the teaching of the twelve apostles that dates back to literally the first century. Um, it's the earliest, as far as I know, it's it's the earliest um, non-scriptural document we have uh, within the church. And the Didache clearly prohibits abortion in it. And then uh, there are plentiful church councils, ter- church documents all over throughout all of the last 2,000 years that have proclaimed this truth. And in the United States, most bishops, if they have someone in their diocese who publicly claims to be Catholic and also publicly claims to be pro-abortion or pro-choice, uh, most bishops do nothing. And I think this is in... I'm not trying to judge motives here, but this is how I would rationalize it if I were them. Not to say this is what they're thinking, but um, you would have to say something like, well, I'm just trying to be merciful towards them um, and give them a chance to repent. But here's the problem. As, As I've said before, there is no mercy without justice, and there is no love without truth, and vice versa with both of those. There's no truth without justice, or there's no truth without love, and there's no justice without mercy, okay? Um, 
Now, what Archbishop Corleone did was not an excommunication. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is not excommunicated. I think that may happen if she does not repent and publicly uh, publicly attacks the good Archbishop for his having had banned her. Uh, he may then excommunicate her. He may not. Um, that will that will just depend. Um, but it, in my opinion, the key thing here was was banning her from the Eucharist. A for the sake of for the sake of calling her to conversion, uh, letting her know that what she is doing is gravely wrong. Uh, because who knows? She could be she could be invincibly ignorant of these things, and and she, you know, up to this point does not know that they're wrong. That's doubtful to me personally. I, I don't see how she could know that they're not wrong at this, this stage in the game, but it's possible. Uh, now, however. She has been publicly rebuked, and it appears she has received this rebuke, at least has has acknowledged it. Um, so now she can't be liable to, to ignorance. Um, and again, this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy. Uh, this should not be happening. But the church has ways of dealing with these types of tragedies, and it is these sorts of penalties. Um, the gravest of these penalties upon an individual would be excommunication, and the gravest on a group of individuals would be an interdict which is when uh, the Pope would basically say no mass or sacraments can be said within a region. Now, I don't think interdict has been applied for at least a century, um, but probably quite a bit more. I don't, I don't think a papal interdict has been applied since... Um, I don't think it's been applied since the Protestant Reformation, um, since before the Protestant Reformation. Yeah, so th- this, this, isn't, this isn't an excommunication. Obviously, this, this isn't an, inter- an interdict, because it's... Um, it's not being used uh, against a group, people, or a region. Uh, this is just simply a ban uh, on her from receiving communion. And I think I harped on this last time, but it can't hurt to say this more explicitly, or not explicitly. More. I think I said it pretty. I think I said it pretty explicitly last time, but just to reiterate it, um, I'm urging our bishops that if they're in such a situation, and, and granted, not. Not many bishops are. Um, not many bishops have high-profile people within their diocese that, that they could do this to. I, I don't. I don't believe many do. Anyway, um, but bishops out there that have high-profile individuals that claim to be Catholic within their diocese, um, either natives of their diocese or currently working in their diocese. Like I, I would urge the bishop of Washington D.C. The art, well, he's a he's an archbishop of Washington D.C. I would urge him to also ban Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden from receiving the Eucharist within their diocese. Uh, I would urge the archbishop over Joe Biden's home diocese to place this sort of a ban on him. And so I'm I'm not sure how this would work. I don't see why it. This couldn't be done, but I I could see a a statement by each bishop in every diocese, or maybe by the USCCB uh, coming out with a statement where they would ban these types of public public figures, such as Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. There are others as well um, from receiving communion anywhere within the country. I don't know, I don't think it would be appropriate necessarily for the Pope to come out 
and do anything on this just for the sake of of uh, subsidiarity um, but yeah uh, i i do in a certain way i do applaud archbishop cordelione for this action and i i pray that the clergy in his diocese obey him because um, that can be a problem too there may be clergy in his diocese who think that what he's doing is wrong and wish to disobey him on this. And I would simply plead that they do not. Because it, it all comes down to this. There is objective truth. And there are moral truths that are objective. Now, morality is not black and white. Um, not every aspect of morality is black and white. There, there are lots of variables going on. But um, there are certain things, like uh, when someone takes a truth, uh, makes a truth claim, such as abortion is right, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to support legislation in that regard. Um, that, that's something that can be clearly counted as right or wrong. Uh, truth statements on moral claims can be easily determined as right or wrong. Individual act, the individual actions of a person are, are not so black and white. Okay. So people, people that want to try to say, well, this is a moral issue. It should be more pastorally taken care of. Uh, you know, you don't know all the variables. If this was an instance of Nancy Pelosi going and getting an abortion, then yes, there would be more variables at stake here. Um, there would be the question of, does she know what she's doing? Is she doing it freely? Um, you know, all those, all those sorts of things. There, there's a lot more variables than in a, in a truth claim. But the thing here that's being, that she's being basically punished for, I know that's a word that carries a lot of baggage, but I can't think of a better synonym right now. But what she's being punished for is making a truth claim about something the Catholic Church deems is false. Yeah, and when it comes down to it, that's all because we believe in objective truth. And I want, if you don't believe in objective truth, then you can't enter into this kind of discussion. Um, but if you do, then in order to be consistent with your beliefs, um, you too would need to publicly repudiate someone under your uh, under your jurisdiction. You could say who is who has proclaimed to believe believe something, but yet at the same time acts completely against it and speaks completely against it. That's not being consistent, and we need to live in a world of consistency when it comes to these sorts of issues. Anyway, thanks. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick, please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube if you enjoy this content. Like me on Facebook, like the Catholicism in the Car channel on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, we're all there. Catholicism in the Car, find us. Uh, let's see. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at this at this uh, podcast and this YouTube channel. And then uh, you can also support us on Anchor.fm. There's a support button there you can click on. I also have links to all of this on my website's support page at www.catholicisminthecar.com. Thanks and God bless. Bye.